Welcome back. My name is Kit. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things Lost Edition. We talk about TV and movies. And this series, we're finishing up Lost Season 1. Madison and I are watching it for the very first time. Steve is a longtime fan of the show. That's Mm -hmm. the shtick. We are on episode 19, Deus Ex Machina. I can't believe we've made it this far. Yeah. And I did watch 17 and 18, Obvi. Yeah, because you, you were at this like something film called this festival. tiny, tiny indie festival. What was it called? The Sun Dunes or something? Oh, okay. Sun, Sun Dunes. Moon Dance? Sun Dance? I'm not Sun sure. Moon Dance. <laughs> okay, okay. Robert Redford's home, Sundance. Um, that's where I was. And yeah, some big stuff happened. I don't think I was a huge. Well, I did. I liked them both. I liked them both. I was going to say there more were, than one of these some, episodes. Was it some patrons were were wanting his, your reaction in particular? Yeah, a lot of people were writing in and they wanted your reaction to uh, numbers in particular. Like a lot of people were kind of bummed that I, you were going to be missing numbers specifically. I love the bit that Hurley was rich. Uh, the idea that he is fully intending on giving Walt eighty five thousand dollars <laughs> for losing backgammon uh, is hilarious to me. I love that. What I don't like about the show is that the thing I didn't like about Michael's episode where Walt's like apparently telepathic. And I said the comment, I don't like the idea that there were supernatural things happening individually to each of them that have nothing to do with the island mm-hmm. concurrently with whatever's going on on the island that is clearly supernatural. I think you tried to, t- t- we, we've never brought this up again. I don't think I was listening to our episode and you said something unlike you. Cause you kind of implied your previous knowledge of the show. Uh, we were talking about the polar bear and you said something like, wasn't Walt reading the comic the first time the polar bear appeared or something. And I kind of just like an idiot, let it go. Like maybe, <laughs> And I started thinking about like he said that for a, a reason. It's it appears that Walt is manifesting the polar bear, is what it appears. You know, I won't look at Steve. Mm. <laughs> I, I think the the visual language of the show. I think they are implying that yes, which is why you got angry when somebody said they never explained the polar bear because you're like if you're not an idiot, they explain it. Oh, well, I can't f- <laughs> I can't say anything else because that's not an explanation of the polar bear. Okay, I will say that. But I I like that though. There's like this maybe, and that's kind of where the obsession where children comes from, especially for Ethan wanting to take Claire's baby. Maybe like children have this unspoken power that kind of directs the islands. Maybe, but they're implying that Walt had that ability in the the that's real also world. F- that, yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like that that his stepdad was like, I don't like that kid. Yeah, so so you didn't you didn't like the idea that the Hurley has this otherworldly numbers. Curse number situation outside of the island. Well, exactly. Now they're doing that again, right? But and the so numbers do originate from the island. They just got out true. To that was, I did like the hatch thing at the end. That kind of blew my mind that the numbers were on the hatch. Yeah. Uh, Rousseau had written the numbers down because that's what the transmission that brought her there was those numbers, right? Um, I like that episode a lot. I'm just worried. I'm worried because broadcast television... You know, they kind of think of this shit as they go. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's what writers rooms are. And like, sometimes it's great. And sometimes they, they go off the rails, even in the same show, like just certain episodes would be like, we shouldn't go down that road. Don't go that road. And then they won't anymore because that was a bad road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I just worry about the future of lost like three seasons from now. But a lot of people have said like seasons 
three and four or four and five are the best or something like that. Yeah. Season three is my favorite. Season four is incredibly strong because that's the writer's strike season. So it's like 10 episodes, but it's like concentrated and tight and really good. Yeah. And season five kind of continues on that goodwill. Yeah. Season six is where like it can fall off for people depending on how into the story they are. But season two is my least favorite. I think I've said that on the show before. Warning. So if yeah. if we get to season two, like that's the str- uh, that's the struggle season, at least for me. Yeah, so I'm just putting that out there in, in case we start watching season two mm-hmm. or you two specifically start watching season two. We definitely will. And no matter what and, and what oh, capacity I'm, finish I'm the show. I'm ready to we be let know. loose to binge this whole <laughs> Madison's show. Madison's like, let me off the lead. <laughs> I, <laughs> let me <in> coach. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch. I really like the Hurley episode and I really like the Sun episode before that where he finally finds out that <laughs> that Jen finds out that Sun can speak English. Speak English, yeah. Um and he's very offended, uh, mm-hmm. which I can imagine. You know, that's a big secret to withhold. Uh, yeah. And that episode was actually kind of powerful because as a kid I struggled with that a lot. Um, speaking English. Speaking English. <laughs> indeed, indeed. No, I had this like psychotic um repugnance to people talking about me or things happening when I wasn't mm. around. Like I was so narcissistic that like if all of my friends did anything together without me and then had like, we were in a smoke circle and they were reminiscing about yesterday while I was at Not work there. or whatever. And they were like, Oh, we tried a gravity bong for the first time. And then we went to do run and hiked all day. And, uh, you know, uh, we saw somebody taking a shit and we pushed him over, you know, or whatever, you know, kids do. And I'd be like, Oh, I want to push over to taking a shit. What the fuck? Like, I'd be so devastated. You know what I mean? Uh, That like life was occurring without me around. Like Mm -hmm. you guys all need to pause when I'm not here. Uh, But especially if it was like my girlfriend or something like that, experienced something amazing or something I didn't know about her would be so, I was so narcissistic. Like that's such a personal attack at me that I wouldn't be privy to your inner life, you know, (laughs) which is why the movie past lives struck me so hard. It's my favorite movie of last year. Such a good movie. There's a line in that movie because she's from Korea. They're laying in bed together. And have you you seen it? Mm -hmm. Well, he looks at her uh, and he's like quietly talking to her. And he says, you dream in a language I can't understand. And that like bothers him. Right. Because she's Korean. Right. So she dreams in Korean, not English. And that's just so beautiful to me that hit on a, a facet of the human experience that I didn't think anybody else like knew about. And that's the best kind of movies. Right. Um, and I, I saw that in the episode with son and Jen a little bit, like he's, he's not like you lied to me. It's deeper than that. Like there's Mm -hmm. a whole part of you that I didn't know existed and you're my wife. And that's so painful. Like you wouldn't share that with me. And now I don't know if up is up and down is down anymore, you know, kind of thing. Um, love that Hurley's hilarious. Um, feel bad for him though, you know, like finally got a leg up in life and his grandpa dies and you know, the whole like mom broke, breaks her ankle, house burns down. I was like, what is going on here? All the bad luck things happening. Yeah. And that, that's why he went to Australia. Are you talking so about cool. the numbers? <laughs> I hate numbers. The numbers. So I was, I had the opportunity. They were doing the watch along in discord. Uh, you can do watch alongs in discord if you sign up for Patreon. Uh, but the European crew were watching law, the, the numbers episode of lost, um, this week and I happened to be at work not really doing it doing anything at the time so I hopped in on it and one of our patrons Joey was saying that her favorite thing in Lost ever is when the Australian woman that Hurley goes and talks to mm-hmm. just sits out you talking about the numbers <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so and then then also something that I was like really 
bum that we didn't really pick up on, but uh, Silly Oswald in Discord picked up on it in the live chat when she's like, oh, we want to, you know, he used those numbers in a bean counting competition. Like that implies that there's 4 million beans in whatever they <laughs> counted because of the number sequence. Yeah. And it didn't dawn on me. So when he said, I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of beans. <laughs> so many beans. Holy shit, that's a lot of beans. They did say it was a massive jar, right? I think they said it was a crate. Or a barrel. But what? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. also crazy is those beans have been in there for years. Yeah, because he had been going around the country with the yeah. beans. That's how beans are, though. Did he count? They're dehydrated. Ugh. Did he count every, like all like the, the dude who's running the con? Did he actually count he had four to. million beans and then like fuck? Not a single one's ever fallen out. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a bean counter machine, like how there's money counters. Oh, it's like those things that when you would go to like. A Chuck E. Cheese, you would just dump uh, uh, tickets onto a weigh station and it would just, oh, you got this many tickets. Based yeah, on maybe the he knows how much the beans weigh individually and then it's like a math thing when you just weigh them. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And he knows but how there, much the barrel weighs. It's funny. There is a teacher. I remember this so distinctly. Uh, there is a teacher that was preparing this like similar thing where she was going to put a bunch of marbles in a in a bin and like the kids would have to guess but she did it in the classroom with like 10 of us like during recess or whatever and she was doing it one by one so i was counting them <laughs> as she was putting them in and it was 86 and i guessed it and i got it right guessed it nice yeah <laughs> I guess you cheated. I did. Well, she was fucking putting them in one by one. That's I was on, like, yeah, well, that's I'm going to count it. Yeah, that's on her. Madison. so funny. You did the right thing. Yeah. And she's like mouthing it. <laughs> one Mississippi. Three. Who knows? It was Two just really funny because <laughs> I thought I was being this clever, like nine year old. And then, yeah, you were. Funny. You were a hustler. You're basically Paul Newman. Basically. You were a young Paul Newman. But also I was like, this teacher's so stupid. Why would she do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's anyway. why they don't pay you guys much. <laughs> <laughs> God yeah. damn. Yeah. Just kidding. They should. Um, <laughs> thank you for raising our children. So that's what I thought of those two episodes. I, I am. I'm just worried. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just nerd. I could see how three seasons later. You'd be like, you're all over the fucking place, man. You know what I mean? There's flying squirrels. They are introducing There's superheroes. Mystery after mystery after mystery. After yeah. Mystery. Yeah. Uh, especially if they don't like tight and I need enough bow I could be like I could see throwing my remote control like six years for that you know <laughs> um but any hoozle let's my dive wife in. left me for this <laughs> yeah it's because I feel like now tv I don't know if it's to continue I feel like there are a lot of twists and turns that have been introduced within the at least the past couple of episodes not necessarily like crazy like oh what does this mean blah, blah blah it's just kind of been like we've been revealing twists that we've already known like sons speaking english and like stuff like that um but i feel like tv back then needed to have this plethora of plethora 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 of um urethra urethra <laughs> of uh twists and turns to like keep the audience's attention i don't know this is just me like speaking like out loud but i feel like now there's tv has kind of been formulated to not have to do that. There's like, you could do a limited series and have like so many twists and turns, but like also, I don't know. It really all boils down to writing, but I feel like early 2000s TV had a lot of like crazy shit happening in it because they needed to like hold the audience. Yeah, you got to think about commercial breaks and things. Yeah. But mm -hmm. what you're saying right now is actually controversial to TV heads. You know, there's a, the going 
because I have a lot of like content creator friends who are, are more TV focused that don't actually watch a ton of movies. They're mm-hmm. like TV people and they hate prestige TV, what it has done to the audience where they can't handle a good half hour sitcom anymore. Or they can't mm. handle, there are no 22 episode seasons. Any, there's a few broadcast shows, but for the most part, you don't get that anymore. And they're like, what you guys think is TV is actually a long movie. Like TV is its own medium that is hmm. almost gone and is now just nine hour movies. Um, Cause I remember watching Sopranos for the first time and watching uh um, whatever, you know, like House of Cards and all this stuff thinking like, oh, they're just giant movies now. This is great. Mm-hmm. And like, that is actually what they hate about TV nowadays. Huh. Um, so any hoozle, I think what, what they would say to that is like, Wah! yeah, <laughs> long tangent. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, but That's I agree. With, I agree with you, but I'm a movie guy. Uh, I do think that I, I think the freedom to be able to tell the story the way you want to tell it. Like sometimes I don't need to fill 13 episodes just to get the ad revenue for this season. I just want to tell the story I set out to tell. So I'm going to make a six episode yeah. season because I'm on Netflix. I can fucking do that, you know, kind of thing. I like that. Right. I think it serves the story. But I think also like when you kind of uh, put yourself in a corner is where the best art comes out. Mm-hmm. And I think so there's some bonkers ass fun TV that came out of like we got to fill 10 more episodes, you know, mm. let's all get in a room. We have two days to figure out what we're going to do. That's yeah. Fair. And like, yeah. it gives you opportunities to explore really fun things with the characters. Like I think if lost were made today, we wouldn't have an episode where Sawyer wanted to enact vengeance on a boar. Mm. And that's like one of, one of the more fun things that happened. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's start with our overall thoughts on the episode uh, episode. 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 You talking about the numbers, the numbers <laughs> deus ex machina, mate. <laughs> Let's start with our overall thoughts on the episode. And we got some fun little segments at the end. Madison, what did you think about Deus Ex Machina? Uh, I had a good time. I um, I think we're, we're getting to the meat of the season where, you know, we're nearing the end. So I feel like a lot of things are happening. Um, I, I liked getting to see John Locke's background a little bit, kind of more of his origin story. Uh, his comb over was very, uh, <laughs> was very uh, striking. Um, Don't you love like Terry O'Quinn's young now? Right. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> you and your dad look like you could be brothers. Um, oh, just wait till oh, later. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought it was it was a good episode. Um, I liked the it, it was just it was very well done. Is it my favorite? I don't think so. I um, I was like, this is it's fine. I don't know. It's definitely up there as like one of the better ones, but it's not my favorite. Um, I don't necessarily know why, um, but yeah, I had a good time. I thought it was good. Steve, what about you? Uh, I, I, I enjoy, I look positively on this episode. I want to be honest with you. This might be a little spoilery for you guys. Um, but if you guys are going to start watching season two soon, I want to give you a little bit of a heads up when this episode opened and I saw it was young John Locke and I'm like, Oh no, this is the, we're going to, learn about John Locke's parents episode. Um, Cause in the past, John Locke and his dad specifically, if there are John Locke and his dad episodes, they're not great. Uh, they're kind of weird to me, at least this one. I was surprised to find like, cause it's been a while since I've watched the series. I was happy to find that this is actually one of the, the probably the best one out of the bunch. Hmm. Um, 
Oh, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But so like it was one of those things where like the, the saving grace of this episode is what's happening on the island again. Um, the, the what John Locke's doing with Boone is like a, is I, I like that pairing between the two. I loved how in the middle of the episode they went like super wild horror film dream sequence. That was a lot of fun. Mm hmm. And, and, you know, the, the ending of the episode is also very like, oh no, what's going to happen next? Yeah. And, um, that's why I don't hate this movie or this movie, this, uh, episode. It's very much like maybe a mid to like lower than middle episode, uh, for me. Um, but I didn't hate it overall. Kit, what about you? I, um, I'm torn. I really like a lot of what's going on in the present timeline. I hate the lock and his dad stuff um, it doesn't actually make any sense or it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, the whole being hustled for a kidney and mm -hmm. why would, and maybe it just it's says about weird. his dad's personality, but why wouldn't the dad just keep the ruse going? Cause then if you were just, if you were just there when he wakes up, he's fine to have given you a kidney and there's no drama, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I don't want to be weighed down by my 55 year old son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a bachelor on the prowl. Yeah. I want my kid fucking things up for me. <laughs> I can't be having this kid around me. I got to go to the ski lodge on my pussy hunt. And I don't want Terry O'Quinn by yeah. my side the whole time going, daddy, can I hunt the pheasants? <laughs> yeah. As you know, as he does trying to play Nintendo, all that kid stuff. He's an you know. iPad kid. In daddy, the daddy, let's play mousetrap. And I guess oh this God. is, he's just supposed to be super young. And that's why he's working at like fucking Walmart. <laughs> Uh, but he doesn't look young no, at all. I'm, I was very I confused. Was so confused. I was like, did they have him when they were like 16? And he's like, got legs. Yeah. <laughs> New legs, Lieutenant Diane. Yeah. New legs, Lieutenant Diane. Like, they walk. So we don't know, or I forget, did he, he didn't become paralyzed this episode. Like we still don't know how he became no, no, paralyzed. No, 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 we don't. And okay. I don't think we ever did know that. We right? do know, I think he mentions either in this episode or the previous episode that he had been paralyzed for four years. Yeah. He did in this episode. He in tells one, Boone okay. that. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I think that's new information. Um, yeah. that I think it that is. number is new information for us. Yeah. So. Because up until this point, I, I genuinely thought, oh, he's been paralyzed his whole life. Like there was no context for like why he was paralyzed or how long he had been. So I just interpreted that, oh, he's been paralyzed his whole life. I'm also nervous what they're going to do with my boy. I'm feeling a little uh, Don Corleone right now. But what I did enjoy, <laughs> my boy. What I did enjoy is how the writers were aware of the audience interpreting how he was like how he lost his legs. Like that is a question that the writers were leaning into because you see him get hit by a car, you see him like go through the the kidney transplant. Like I feel yeah, like when he get hit in the parking lot, I was like, is he paralyzed right now? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I feel like the writers were like. We're we're like teasing the audience a little and bit. He gets and up and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, and that's I kind of liked that. How aware the writers were about what the audience was wanting. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool to see. They do that a, a couple times this episode because they're they're aware that we know that John Locke is paralyzed at some point. Yeah. Also, anytime you see young John Locke running through a parking lot, you're like, look out for those cars. Or like the yeah. kidney surgery. You're like, is this like a botched kidney surgery? Yeah. Thing? But then they also even with the dream sequence that he has, where like Boone just keeps getting flash bloody 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 you're like oh well, boone don't climb that plane like that you're it really i think that is a good part of the writing where they're like making you aware of something bad that happens and so in the present time when you're watching these characters it does increase the stakes 
in a weird way. Yeah. Like a good horror movie might do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm nervous about, again, like with the Hurley stuff and the, all the supernatural things, I'm also nervous about where they're going with Locke's character because I feel very strongly for Locke as a character. And in this episode, episode specifically, he's getting really like um, out there, you know, like he has this. The island will tell us what we need to do. Yeah, he's becoming like a shaman, like yeah. a, a crazy bastard. Well, something you know? I noticed about this episode that I kind of enjoyed, but also it made me a little uncomfortable, was the fact that like he has up until this point been the all-knowing. Like he has been kind of this voice of reason, but also knows the right thing to do. And this has been the first time that he's been not sure of himself and he's been like stressed out. Like he, his legs aren't working. He's like, what is the Island telling me? And like the Island quote unquote, hasn't been like communicating back, like leaving him on red, you know, like what's, <laughs> what's going on, worst. babe? You know, I yeah. thought we were, Did we you not know, have a good time last night. Yeah, Did I, like, I told you that fuck? doesn't happen often. You, you showed me the hatch. <laughs> I'm like digging in there. You know, what's going on? <laughs> I'm rooting around your hatch. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the Lottie. Of this island, I'm realizing. Ooh, mm. okay. Uh, I've Yellow said before that cool. Jack is the king and he's the pope, and, and but now it's like, yeah, he's more like the uh, mega church is where they're leaning now. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's becoming Joel Austin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. So let's dive in. We start in the past. Locke is rocking uh, working legs and some wonderful hair. Uh, Playing my notes are playing mousetrap at fucking Walmart. Uh, and you got to have a live demonstration. No one knows what mousetrap is. <laughs> That's a new hot game. You got to sell that on people. And then some lady asks where his balls are and it cuts to the present. I mean, that's technically true. Uh, and <laughs> in the present, they've dug out the hatch. Real quick, though. Like when the moment. What about the balls? Let's go no, back. Back to the balls real quick. <laughs> Um, what shape are they? No. <laughs> um, Oblong. What, so the meeting between Locke and this woman, I immediately was like, oh, this is like, I guess to feed into how badly they aged him. Right, right, right. Like, they lo- it looks like a love interest Yeah, it thing. looks yeah. like, oh, like he's going to get some. And then like <laughs> you was- find out later. It's his mother. Yeah. Well, because in his what? previous episode, they 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 introduced uh, was the character's name Susan. It was that yeah the person on the phone that he was talking to. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So like I I could see where you would see her and be like, is that Susan or something? Well, I just or the someone way, in the this meeting past. between the two of them, I just was like, nowhere in my mind did I see that and read. Oh, this is like a mom, a mom or like a like a prolonged meeting. Yeah, they the hardcore like Steve Buscemi'd him. <laughs> What's up, fellow kids? <laughs> oh, fellow kids. And it was just weird with like the boy interaction. I was like, is this is this her grandson? Like it just was anyway, it was just a very weird scene to like figure out and then to later realize that that was his intended mother. I just was like, ew. Yeah. Anyway. Very continue. Shannon and Boone of them. Ew. Back in the present, they've dug out the hatch completely and they still can't get in it. Boone is, is losing faith. Uh, and I actually said like, why wouldn't they dig it out? Like Locke's a smart guy. And uh, you were probably like, well, just wait a little bit. I'll get to digging. <laughs> um, they've built a trebuchet, which I appreciated as somebody who played Age of Empires 2 <laughs> so many times. I love the conversation of the trebuchet versus a catapult. Yeah. As a nerd, I was like, yeah, tell him, Locke, tell him. I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard when Boone's like, I don't even know if I could spell trebuchet. And Locke's like, there's a T at the end. <laughs> That's the key. That is the key. The T is the key. Um, well, was it Boone that talked about uh, Star Trek with him? It or was. was that somebody yep. else? Yeah, it okay. was Boone. Yeah, mm-hmm. Boone's a nerd. 
Um, and the trebuchet breaks, you, despite how many thousands of pounds of pressure it can inflict, it does not break the window. Uh, and Boone, uh, excuse me, Locke's leg gets stabbed, but he experiences no pain, which is alarming. So yeah, Boone's like, um, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> with that yeah, Chinese but, logo shirt that he has on your leg is impaled. You got red on you. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this, but you got a piece of I, metal sticking out of your leg. I don't know if I should share this story, but this, this scene, all, when this type of stuff happens, it always reminds me. So when I was in high school, I was on the high school soccer team. And I was playing for varsity my junior year and the varsity soccer coach at my high school. I didn't know this about you. My, yeah, the, my varsity, the varsity coach and well, I quit after my junior year because I hated everybody. Uh, but the coach of the Fair. varsity team uh, was a really, really nice man, really great coach. But he was paralyzed from the waist down from a, a, a diving accident. And one one day at practice, we had done something that was like wrong. And, you know, he was doing the coach like I'm rip shit pissed coach thing. Yeah. And he has to sit down and he's like screaming at us. But somehow I don't to this day. No one knows how it happened. He had like got a gash on his knee and it is bleeding profusely. And he's yelling at us about whatever we did. And we're all like. Uh, coach, uh, coach, because he can't feel his sure, legs. Sure, sure. And I remember like this one kid, I think his name was David. David's so like, coach. He's like, don't interrupt me, David. He's like, coach, you're bleeding. And he just like looks down. He's like, so I am. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take care of this. And he like, goes and leaves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. Yeah. Because he's like upset about the trebuchet, right? Yeah. This is identical to what the situation. Yeah. Uh, so he goes back to camp and he's like poking it with a safety pen. And he fucking burns his foot and he's like uh oh yeah that, like, was a, that he escalated why didn't he at least burn the wound which would have had some medical effect instead of just his foot creating another wound <laughs> i don't you know walk <laughs> it was like god damn it uh what if he woke up and the feeling came back he'd be like oh regret that yeah <laughs> that's quite painful um lost. so but that's how it lost, starts lost um so then the next day, Locke wants to build another trebuchet uh, and says the island will tell us what to do when Boone kind of objects. And Boone's a little like, mm, OK, I don't, I, don't, about that. I don't think it will. All right, cuckoo pants. I've been thinking about my sister a lot again. Uh, <laughs> Just throwing it out there. She's I ran way into her. She's still hot. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in the past. Back in time. He sees the football lady again. Uh, and this is when he's like chasing her through the parking lot. He gets hit by a car and finds out that it's his mother. It's his mother. Dun, dun, dun. So they the go fuck? to a diner. Mama uses a lot of sugar. Lots of sugar. Uh, he was raised in maybe, several foster homes. Maybe Did she's one of those aliens from Men in Black. <laughs> yes, I was thinking about that. Sugar. Sugar. Water. <laughs> like a Edgar suit. Um, did you... <laughs> Did she, do we know that he was in a foster home before this, that he was adopted? Yes. We did, right? Yeah. Yes. That. Uh, and she says he was immaculately conceived. Okay. My thoughts for this was like, she was in a cult. She like had him <laughs> in a cult for sure. Mm -hmm. And it was like multiple babies were made. Like she's brainwashed clearly. Um, this is, that's what was going through my mind when this was happening. Cause she's like, you don't have a father or like whatever she said. And right. I'm like, she was, Jesus. In, yeah, she's in a cult with sweet for hair sure. for sure. Yeah. this is another example <laughs> of the, had a coma clearly 25 year old lot. <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly, why would you guess his age? I mean, he's youthful. Uh, this is another example of the, of the writer sort of like toying with her expectations. Cause in the previous episode with, I think in translation, he had told Walt that his father was not a good guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and that he was. That's he right. Grew up in the like, foster. Is your dad cool? No. No, he's no. not. 
So this whole episode is sort of like, well, why is he not cool? He seems pretty cool. <laughs> Does he? They, 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 he, he, anyone who shoots birds for a living. I don't know what I they think as soon as they introduce him, we'll get to it in a second. I was like immediately like, what? Because he, I, he's like, you're not a Democrat, are you? You like titties? You're not gay. <laughs> better like titties. Like, it's just immediately terrible. Yeah. You better. God help me if you tell me you have pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's what he's. Giving. I will lose my shit. <laughs> my mind was spiraling with where I thought this could potentially be going. I was yeah. really trying to, like, go down my checklist mm-hmm. of, like, cult, alien. But also. Also, when he's talking to his mom and his mom Alien. says, you're, you're special, you're very special, that's something that people have told about Walt. Walt is very special. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two of the, those two characters Apparently obviously, fall down. She fall down. <laughs> Walt and I, or uh, Locke and I have a bond. Yeah. Uh, and, and Bird so, fall down. What <laughs> Locke said that when he shot it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. His dad was like, okay. All right, that's weird. It I, did fall down. I don't know why I said that, father. <laughs> <laughs> I but, do love titties, but they are they are connecting better. Locke with Walt, and like there's something special about people, and yeah, I just think that's a interesting thing that they're little breadcrumbs they're it's leaving. A little, it's a consistent theme mm-hmm. that we're seeing. Okay. Back in the present, Sawyer is annoyed that Son's herbal cure for headaches is not working. We find that out pretty quickly that that's what's going on. I'm not gonna lie when he presented her with two leafs i was like does he have like a rash on his ass so it's so funny you say that because my notes thinking that i was being clever were oh there's no cure for herpes but don't be mad at son <laughs> and that actually becomes like the through let the through line of the episode oh like God. my note right here in parentheses says no cure for herpes that's um, so funny and then kate tries to ask jack about sawyer's headaches she cares for sawyer right jack does not Again, I don't want to objectify uh, Evangeline Lilly's body, but she's but go on. She's <laughs> jacked. I don't know. Like, I th- I feel like it's been acknowledged before, but like in this I've particular scene, <laughs> in this particular scene, her arms were just she must have taken like pre-workout before she did like a quick pump. She's going to pump screen. But I was like doing some push ups like, for the role. You and Jack, girlfriend. She is. She looks great. Stunningly gorgeous. She yeah. is. It's uncomfortable. Actually. Sorry, I sidetrack and talk about her all the time. So yeah, I never uh, understandable. Do that. <laughs> understandable. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I, I do it for the both of us. I, I thank you for acknowledging it because as welcome. a man, I'm not uh, typically. It's not I a great idea. Bo- if I do, I do it for that. the both of us. Yeah. You slide a, a twenty under the table. <laughs> <laughs> bring up the body. Hey, bring <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, weird. it's weird when I do it. <laughs> You like slide her a little note, like just bring up the body, please. No, it is interesting. Uh, when I was at the the club in Sundance, uh, I was with uh, an influencer who was uh, a female, and there was two women. Uh, it's hard to explain what we were doing, but there's like this booth where you could go get like a crazy 360 camera video. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are, yeah, yeah they like those spin. are at a ton of parties now. Yeah. So one of those is there, and there's two women in one, and she's got like her early 2000s low cut pants and her thong pulled way up her body mm-hmm. and they're in there just making out for the 360 video and it's like kind of an Evangeline Lilly situation no where like ex. obviously I say nothing right but the girl I was with was like girl so hot so <laughs> hot and then they like snatch her up for a while and they're all like all over each other and I'm with another guy and I was like I think they're I think they're trying to fuck her and then like, should we leave and he's like nah they're just being like girly girls and I was like um <laughs> 
for a second. I'm 12 years older than you, and I, I think they're trying to fuck her, you know? <laughs> but for a second, I thought you were like, I was with this guy, and I looked, turned to him, and said, like, we next? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Like, the whole reason I brought that up is it reminded me, like, if I had poked my head in yeah. there and was like, girls, so hot, yeah. way different no, outcome, I know. right? I know. Uh. <laughs> so to to help you out, I bring it up <laughs> so sure. we can. So we can. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah, you're welcome. I love the friendship that is formed between you two. I know. <laughs> We're tight. Yeah. She's a wingman. She's Jack. She's my wingman for Evangeline Lily. <laughs> <laughs> so Kate's trying to get Jack's advice about Sawyer's headaches and saw and Jack's like. Oh, your other boyfriend has a headache. Huh. I don't care. Um, we we cut to Boone, who's late for work. Right? <laughs> I wrote that same thing. He's late for work. <laughs> he wants to quit. The benefits are terrible. Uh, and He's Lo- quiet quitting as we speak. Yes. Yeah. And Locke's like, "Don't tell me what I can't do." That's one of his famous lines. Right? He's very mm-hmm. feels very strongly about that. He's got that trademark. Uh, Boone doesn't believe in the power of the island, but he's not privy to the information that Locke has, which Locke by design is not shared with anyone, which mm-hmm. is another thing I disagree with. Um, Our faith is being tested. He wants a sign, right? And then all of a sudden he sees Boone covered in blood. There's all kinds of, this show has never done what it's about to do as far as like this quick horror movie yeah. sequence thing. It was blowing my mind. We get the plane crashing, Boone all bloody and muttering. Fuck. I wrote, what the fuck is happening? And Teresa falls up the stairs. Teresa falls down the stairs. And then stairs. Walt jumped out of a tree and went, pregnant lady fall down. <laughs> Teresa falls up the stairs. <laughs> um, Locke is in a wheelchair. He is. Yeah. Falls in a wheelchair. And then was all of it a dream? Locke's, a dream. Locke wakes up at night in the camp and then goes to wake Boone up uh, to go to work. Don't take him up. I'm up. What's going on? What? 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 Oh, daddy? Uh, and then, <laughs> yes, right daddy. Now? You want to do it right now? Are you getting in my hatch? I mean, are we going to the hatch? Are we going to? What Back. is it, daddy? You need me, daddy? Daddy, you want me to wake up, daddy? Daddy, I'm coming. Daddy. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Back in the past, um, Locke's mama has schizophrenia. He's got like a private investigator or something guy. Yeah. Um, and the dude doesn't want to tell him about his dad. Are you sure you want to go down this road? Yes, absolutely. I, I paid you a significant amount of money. Don't too. go down that road. <laughs> Uh, so he goes to see his dad, tells the security guard, so his dad's clearly wealthy. Emily Locke is my mom. Uh, and this it's just kind of poorly written. I don't know, man, because the whole thing where he's like, <laughs> he's like, tell my dad or tell him I'm his son. This is my name. Emily Locke is my mom. The security guard says none of that. He's like, yeah, uh, John Locke's here. He says you can go in and like immediately. <laughs> I, like, I, I wrote, you yeah. can go in, LOL. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you can go in. Yeah, oh, dude, that's, I said says he can go right in. LOL was my note because it's like <laughs> so poorly done. Like, yeah. do you even need a security guard if you're that chill at that point? Which is why, because it was so like nonchalant. I was like, there's something weird going on again. I'm like, going. Which we th- now know he was expecting him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just like going through my checkbox of like checklist of like oh it's, it's definitely a cult that's that's it's, where that's that's where all of my mind it's like, jared leto when he walks in yeah like, oh okay oh okay <laughs> jared oh, leto is the father who looks significantly younger yeah. than his child yeah i do want to say i love the beautiful story of friendship in three parts that this episode has and that's john Locke's relationship with eddie the security guard <laughs> yeah <laughs> where it goes from like you can't go on here and then the next time then they they're meet, bros oh eddie what's up oh you guys getting stuff today sorry and the last time sorry man I'm sorry really, you gotta go i can't let you in. like oh it's heartbreaking like eddie at two eddie eddie come at on two in. eddie <laughs> 
And his dad is that fucking guy who's a guy I've seen in a million movies from when I was a kid, but don't know his name or what those movies don't are. Yeah, that, that dude's man. in a ton of fucking TV. He pops He's up in TV looking. shows. He is. He's always kind of that guy that he plays in this. Um, white, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, the actor's name is Kevin Teague. Uh, how, how, uh, you spell his last name T-I-G-H-E? T-I-G-H-E. I yeah. would say Teague. Teague. Teague, yeah. Uh, what movies was he in? Uh, um... Go to the 90s. Well, he's like in a ton of TV shows specifically, like a small, like I know him specifically. Uh, the, my touchstone touch point for him is um, he plays Henry Janeway on Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. Of course it is. Yeah. But he's also in uh, the TV show from 2009, Numbers. Nope. You talking about oh, the numbers? The numbers. Yeah. Nope. Didn't watch that. Talking yeah. about the alphabets. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through his IMDb later. I'll figure out where my brain was getting itched, scratching my itch. Uh, but he, the, the dad laughs at the notion of him being immaculately conceived. Yes. Oh, really? Because that makes me go. Yeah, because I, I nutted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and his dad's like super Republican. Like, you're going to drink that fucking liquor, aren't you? You're, you're a little, little bitch, are you? You're not a pussy, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, How do you feel about guns? You like them? Well, he starts. This is again. My mind was spiraling. He asked Locke if he had a family, and I was like, "Oh, maybe he's gonna like kill him," because like I don't know, or like attempt to kill him or something. Especially Wait, when, Locke is gonna kill him, or his dad? No, gonna his kill dad. Locke. Okay, because they. Um, he asked him if he hunts, and like I was like, "Oh, like hunting accident." Yeah, like he's gonna oh accidentally shoot Locke like in the back of the like back or something. George Bush him or whatever. Who, who, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney did that. <laughs> <laughs> he shot his buddy. With yeah, <laughs> like I'm just his dad at this point. I'm like, there's something suspicious, and so we it ends up being correct. He is a suspicious guy, and he does some very shitty things. But I just was like, there's something gonna something's gonna happen. Yeah, I yeah. did like that part where he's like, you hunt boy, and in my mind I'm like, oh sir, if there's one thing I know about John Locke, he's a great hunt. Wait, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, this is where he learned. What? Learns. This is a John Locke's origin story. Interesting. Well, this is like 20 year old John Locke, clearly yeah. by the hair, fresh out of college. <laughs> he was like, I don't hunt with guns, mm-hmm. just my hands, just my bare hands. Don't you? These are the only weapons I need. Cut to them in loincloths, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to teach him how he hunts. That's a weird way to hunt, son. Yeah. (laughs) Bow and arrow hunting. I see you got your dad's balls. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. 
Happy New Year, everybody. New year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun-Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. Back in the present, uh, Locke tells Boone about the dream, um, which is like the worst whenever anybody does that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting there Literally thinking, oh, God, this out. sucks. It's like, um, I had a dream about you. And you're like, <laughs> cool. Please tell me. Did but I, I did like Boone's callback. Like, dude, you've been huffing that pace you made for me to hallucinate that yeah. one time. Can I have some of that again? Uh, and he tells Boone uh, the Teresa part. Who's which, Teresa? Which is apparently Boone knows what that is. And he's very freaked out that Boone or uh, that Locke would know that. In my um, notes, I put, did Boone murder Teresa? Everybody's murdered somebody on this island. I was like, is this like a staircase situation? Where <laughs> he like pushed her down the Kinda. stairs. Kinda. Convict Kinda. Island. Uh, Michael's raft is. Deadbeat Dad Island. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense that it'd be Convict Island since they left from Australia. It's an island of criminals. That's but right. That's right. Got them. Not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the indigenous. Uh, Michael's yes. raft is going fast. Yeah. It's being built very quickly with Jen's help. I can't wait for Walt to burn it down again. I love the line so much. It's so well written where uh, I forget who it's Jack or somebody. He's like, oh, you're learning Korean. And he's like, yeah, I know the words faster and idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I love the Michael engine dynamic now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so good. I it's love good. it. Uh, and then Jack asks Sawyer about the headaches, and Sawyer is predictably like he has a bunch of one-liners and quips, just like Jack. You got said. you making house calls now, Doc. And Jack's like, "All right, bye." Uh, and then eventually, we, it comes out that Sawyer's scared of the tumor. His uncle died of a tumor. What kind of tumor? The kind that kills you, Doc. Um, <laughs> Not he, helpful. He's very hesitant to ask for help, uh, and then Sawyer turns down all the tests. My insurance ran out. Mm-hmm. That's a good line. Jack That's loved good. that. He's like, it's fucking great. It's Don't care in this country's dog shit. That was good, Sawyer. You did it. <laughs> nice one, man. <laughs> Boone's they, they trying. Dap up. They dap up. <laughs> Dude, she's so hot. I know. Uh, <laughs> Boone's trying to logic how John knew about Teresa. And John's like, the island told me. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Maybe I talked about her in my sleep. Could have, but that's not what happened. Um, no, you talk about Shannon in your sleep. And then, yeah. yeah. And then John trips and falls. John Locke uh, fall down. But because he fell, <laughs> like I'm trying to figure out what's going on here because clearly the, the the island appears to be taking back the gift of legs that it has given him, right? Mm-hmm. But also he falls at the crucial moment where he needed to see the necklace because mm-hmm. he was already heading where the dream told him to go. So well, that's how like, he's going to find it. They got to trip him up. Exactly. Uh, it's just interesting. And then uh, that escalates into finding the dead guy in the tree. 
Yeah. So I, I wrote his legs only work when he's doing what the island wants. Like I'm trying to piece this together. Hmm. Uh, but then a dead body falls from a tree and uh, we, we cut to the past. Locks going back to daddy's. This is already, this is obviously been Not some back time. To daddy's. Yeah, got, back to daddy's. He's got such a pep in his step too. He's like, I'm friends with my bat, my dad. He's my best friend. We go shooting birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, shit. He needs a kidney. High five me, Eddie. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, because he's been here many times back to the hunting ground. And I, uh, when this scene happened, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm. He's having a medical procedure. He's on dialysis. Oh, I thought you told me to be here at 11. He's like, you're here early. I didn't want you to see this. You told me to be here at 11. It's 1050. And he's like, no, I told you to be here at noon. I was like, he did say 11. He wanted him to see this. He's his son. So his kidney is going to be a match or whatever. Like, I don't even know if that matters, but. This is all a hustle for his I wanted to protect kidney. my my fifty five year old son from the side of his aged <laughs> father dying. Yeah, <laughs> don't let the boy see. <laughs> don't let my grown boy with an art card see. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe we do have to adjust the healthcare in this country, son, because I can't get a kidney. Uh, I've been on a wait list for ten years, which is so inaccurate. They would have definitely gave the rich guy the kidney first. Yeah, we all for know sure. This. Yeah, uh, but. We cut back to the present. Um, they think the body's a priest at first, but it's a well-off priest because he's got gold teeth. And a gun. I love how Locke knows what Nigerian money looks like. He's just a very learned man. Uh, and then the quote-unquote priest has a gun. We're, we're, we're bouncing all over the place, figuring out who this body is. Um, we cut to Sawyer, who's losing his mind with the headaches. By the way, who the fuck was the guy banging? <laughs> just, he's just banging we've a drum. Literally, never seen that guy before. That guy, I really hope he's that those not. are like stagehands. Like those are like that's like the production yeah. crew. Paul, we need you. Yeah, just get in real quick. Bang on this I, thing. What, what was he even trying Pound to the do? Fuselage. What was he even trying to do? He was like, shaping the metal, Steve. Duh. Uh, he was a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Oh well, he needs. He's blacksmithing. He's making swords. Sawyer was in the right for yelling at that guy specifically. <laughs> By the way, who the fuck are you? And what are you doing? <laughs> where'd you come from? Be quiet. Cockroach Joe. <laughs> the way you said that just made me think, where did you go? <laughs> where did you come from? Where did you come from? <laughs> um, Kate is bringing Sawyer to Jack. She's like, I've had enough of this. God damn it. You're being an asshole. Do I get a lot about Jack? <laughs> Jack does a bunch of tests. Uh, and this is where I find out I was actually a psychic because he does have herpes. <laughs> and, and you ever had sex with a prostitute? And Jack mm. finds out early that he just needs glasses, but decides, especially so because like, Kate's there. Fuck with it. I love that like, dynamic of because Kate was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. But she thinks it's funny that you embarrassed him. But also he's like, there's a bro code there where he's like they're competing for the same woman. And now he's like pointedly saying, you're going to catch herpes. <laughs> <laughs> So we all know this is bro code island. Too. You either talk about infrastructure with me or you get herps. Those are your two options. <laughs> She's like, option three, I go hang out with Shannon and Saeed. And <laughs> he's like, damn it. I never that. God, everyone's win there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love this scene. I think it, I liked it. Too. It was, it was yeah, so fun. joyous. Um, so he just needs classes. My notes are ha 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 ha. Uh, ha 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 ha. Cut to Locke, whose legs are getting worse. Boone's freaking out. He's like, dude, what the fuck? You're limping on the other leg. What's going on right now? Plus, you know about Teresa? Um, so in the jungle, laying on the ground, he tells Boone, I was paralyzed for four years. It's the only other person on the island who knows this at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I was paralyzed for four years. The island is taking his legs back. Oh, no. 
So he feels like he has to follow the dream. And Boone's like really supportive of that. It, like it's kind of unbelievable how quickly he's like, oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. for so four you, years, you say. <laughs> Island gave him back, you say. Oh, hmm. huh, and now Island take away, okay. you say. Pregnant lady fall down, you say. <laughs> back in the past, Papa and son are out hunting. Uh, that hat is glorious that dad's wearing. I know he's got a little like a pom pom. Is a beret? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And dad's hustling him, right? Oh, I'm so glad we got to catch up while we still have time because I'm dying because I don't have a kidney that you have two of anyway. Did you know that I'm dying? Did you know that you could give a kidney away and it doesn't take that many years off your life? Yeah. And I'll actually, uh, it's encouraged that family members give uh, kidneys to other family yeah, members. It's if, like, it's, you know, not frowned upon in cultures. It's like a normal thing. That if you have do. family, at least. And yeah. you're only 20, clearly. Yeah. So you could. You're a young man. You can bounce back. <laughs> so <laughs> back in the present, uh, Teresa was Boone's nanny. Boone spills the beans. The beans are out of the bag now. He used to mess with her because he was a shitty little kid, little rich kid. He would buzz her to come up and down the stairs all the time. He had an intercom in his room at six years old. Yeah. Shannon, hand job. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I hear what I say when you guys do. Same time. Uh, <laughs> I get in here. <laughs> so she, Teresa eventually on one of these excursions fell down the stairs and broke her neck. Presumably died, I guess. And Jock thinks, and Locke thinks it's hilarious. He starts laughing. <laughs> yeah. You had well, an intercom. She fell down the stairs. At first, there's pa- <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Her body's all contorted and she can like press the button. I'll be up in a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, like the woman from Gremlins yeah. on the motorized chair. Yeah. No, but I thought, so in the vision that Locke had with uh, Boone covered in blood, and now I believe it's in reference to him, like foreshadowing him getting hurt from the plane. Um, But initially I thought, oh, it's like kind of this symbolic thing that he did murder somebody, like the blood of Teresa and whatever. Um, Mother Teresa. I I don't know why I brought that up. Yeah, I just thought that's what I thought initially. I, I think that's a good, you yeah, know, live good. take. I think that I like the metaphorical analysis of it. Even yeah. though he was six, right? So, yeah, it's he, not his fault. He's just a shitty little kid, yeah, all, you know? All six-year-olds suck. Yeah. Um, that's scientifically proven. They found the plane, though. After the, He's laughing because he sees the plane in the trees. Mm-hmm. And he wants Boone, because his legs don't work that well anymore, to climb up and look in the plane. See what the island wants us to find. Which apparently the island just wants Boone to die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just wants Boone to die and wants Charlie to have more heroin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in the past, uh, Locke is giving him the fucking kidney. Uh-oh. They're in the hospital together. And we cut mm-hmm. back to the present. I love the really awkward, like, they're holding hands, like, Dap it love, up. I love you, like, son. Yeah. You want to get I tattoos after this? Yeah. I think we should get matching ones. Tramp stamps? <laughs> Tramp stamps. Tramp stamps for sure to cover yeah. the scars. And I love my we daddy. Go get, we go get a plate of kidney beans. Celebrate. Um, and then back in the present, kidney beans. <laughs> Jack sells, uh, tells Sawyer uh, that he's got hyperopia. And Sawyer's far-sighted. like, Sawyer's like, oh no, <laughs> I knew it. What's that? You're far sighted. He's got a big bag of dead people's glasses. Yeah. I'm, like glad they, and they, I'm glad they kept them all. So what happens here? He's got a different prescription needed for each eye. And that's why Saeed does. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's oh, a bummer. Yeah. That happens. That's fairly regular. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're boobs. Like you can't tell that they're a little bit different. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> One's a little bigger than the other. Yeah. yeah. What the eyeball. Yeah. yeah. 
I love the way Saeed's very handy. And it's frowned upon when you poke him. This is honestly <laughs> unsolicited. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Just in line at the DMV. <laughs> if you say boop, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boop. Anyway, that's what I was been told. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Like, it's really endearing. I think that like, especially Saeed who stabbed the motherfucker, like everybody's kind of helping Sawyer yeah. read a wrinkle in time. You know what I mean? It's also implied that Boone never like, oh, read before. Oh, you, Sawyer's reading Wrinkle of Time and he can't read anymore. Guys, we got to He's got everybody. Help. It. That ending is honestly, fire. though, like to keep him at bay and like away from everything. Yeah. Like keep him occupied, you know, which Jack's subtle dig of, you know, the, the eyes it can develop later in life, especially uh, when put under a new strain because he's you've been reading a lot. Yeah. Don't usually do that, do you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <Right>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't. Usually look at the pictures, don't you? <laughs> yes. But I did like the the bit of Jack giving him all of these very wide range looking glasses, yeah. and Sawyer's like, not those. And it was like the the cat eye. Well, he had like, already glasses. worn the cat eye ones, so whatever style he picked up third and refused to even try had to be. Wa- they're just googly with the springs on them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these aren't even glasses. These, Doc, are these aren't going to work for sure. These are th- the old three D cinema glasses that are red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we got to try them all. Uh, so they, you know, they looks like somebody steamrolled Harry Potter, which you got to think that was in 2004. That was a fire joke. That's funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, Harry Potter was at the height of its madness. But again, it's um, always fun for Sawyer to be humbled around people. Yeah, because he, he's so uh, abrasive. Sure. And so and but but he is lovable. So it's just nice when people are like, we're helping you, but also we're going to get ours in. <laughs> yeah, everybody's having a great time, especially Kate. And you got her piece. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, Boone is uh, climbing and uh, he's like on the plane. I wrote, dang, he's on the plane. That's wild because that seems like a bad idea. You know? Yeah. Ooh, see what happens. But I guess he's yeah. got to get in it. So he's like, fuck it. Um, he gets in there. He finds a map. There's another dead body. Uh, and then Locke stands up. You're like, oh, what's going on in there? And he, uh, Boone throws out like a, a little like a porcelain ceramic. Yeah. Mary doll. Yeah. Mother Mary filled with dope baggies. Hey, hey, Ron, Charlie's going to be so excited. Oh, yeah. Because um, he's got enough to just have a decent habit for a long time. Yeah. Never I mean, mind. Crates of it. I think they crates should give it to Jack it. for like medical painkiller procedures. I, that's not a bad yeah. idea. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's not a bad. Just everyone do lines. Just if you you're know. feeling like a not that great one day. Yeah. yeah. Everybody do a bump. Why not? Prescribed. Seems fine. Jack's there to prescribe it. Yeah. Do a bump every four hours as needed. Well, you've got a migraine here. Snort this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would take it away. Mm hmm. Uh, they were drug smugglers, not priests, right? That's all the plane has is a bunch of dope. Uh, and then, so he sees like the radio, the CB in there. He tries that. It works. And I, I don't like the way that this plays out though. Right? Like, obviously he talks to the guy for a second and then the plane falls. Um, well, the person he's like, we're survivors of oceanic so eight, dumb. eight one five. And then the guy's like, there are no survivors. There of were oceanic. no survivors. I'm like, that's not your first thought. Definitely. Definitely. Yes, there are. I am one of the, you know what I mean? Like right, yeah. you, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say nobody would say that mm. unless it was like Rousseau trolling him. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Go pull the rope on the beach. That's what it's I want you the, to do. It's the dead guy. He was consumed by the radio. It's now the he's priest pro- down there. Yeah. He's projecting. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's projecting. took my cross. Give me my gun back. Gator needs his cat. Gator needs his cat. <laughs> Don't take any of my drugs. But yeah, that's what the guy says. There were no survivors. Then the plane crashes. I wrote, what a dick. Uh, Boone is in there all fucked up when Locke finds him. And Locke's legs work very well now. Not only do they work, but he can pick Boone up. Yeah, and he starts 
taking him back to the camp, I just was like, Forrest Gump style. Whoa. I gotta find Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> that style. I just started a run in. Run in. Yeah, uh, well, back the, to the camp. Where they going? This, where was, they this was just the island just going really out of its way to specifically kill Boone. <laughs> they don't like Boone. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to Kate and Jack uh, talking about fucking with Sawyer about his herpes and having a good laugh about that. And then in the middle of that, Locke shows up with Boone. Uh, his chest is fucked. He's like mangled. Uh, I didn't know he was that hurt, but he's he hurt real bad. Uh, and then Locke takes off. John's gone. What happened, Locke? Locke! And then... Locke. He says that Boone fell off a cliff. And yeah. I'm kind of yeah. like, why would he lie? He didn't lie, actually. Uh, I don't think so. He didn't mention that there was also a plane. Sure. <laughs> the plane also fell Like off later, he's like, oh, Locke lied I'm in the next episode. I'm like, did he? He did yeah, fall. Yeah, he did. He did fall. I think he lied. I would consider that a lie. It's called a lie by omission, I it's think. It's a white lie, I guess. White lies. <laughs> Uh, back in the past, Locke's waking up after surgery. The nurse like, oh, you're such a nice guy uh, for giving him your kidney. Cooper, the, his dad, had already checked out and went home to his rich private care. And Locke's like, that's not possible. And this is where it's losing me because I'm like, if you're running this hustle, you've got to be. And maybe that's just, again, characterizing his dad. But it's like, you've got to be an extreme dick to just be like, thanks, loser. Bye. Like, why yeah. not just sit there with him and, and like you could still be friends, go hunting every couple of weeks and he would never even be angry. I don't want to hang out with a poor. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his hair. It's right. fucking I'm never going to get any action. Hanging Ew, out with this I still guy. got all my hair. That kid's going bald. Clearly. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and then the mom shows up because she's, I think, homeless. <laughs> and was like walking by looking she's for like, free I jello. Need, I need the money. It I was his idea. Yeah. And no, he wouldn't do this to me. Oh, he would. He, he definitely would. He, yeah. He Eddie's in it. on it, too. Yeah, Eddie. He's oh, not even security no, guard. Oh, not Eddie. <laughs> no. Yeah, so in the next scene, the, the guard won't let him in the house. Dude, and he's I, crying. I, th- I thought it was so funny that he drives up there and he gets out of the car and you can see like his back is fucking bleeding because I guess he just immediately he left there. the hospital. Yeah. His stitches weren't even done. <laughs> and poor Eddie's like, hey, I gotta. I, I, you just I, I don't make this, the cut, brother. I need you this gotta. job, man. I'm real sorry. <laughs> I know we had a thing. And then he drives away in his red uh, Volkswagen, right? Mm-hmm. Beetle. Mm-hmm. Love that. He's just like hitting the car. He's all mad. No, my dad. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. How'd you get that clip, Steve? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to use that? I don't know. It's, we're stealing my directly dad, from NBC. No, 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 dad. Every daddy issue island. <laughs> Everyone's got Dead one. Deadbeat dad island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's uh, a steel kidneys island. When your dad makes you think that he loves you, but then tricks you into giving him his kidney. <laughs> Classic song. So good. Back in the present, uh, Locke is crying at the hatch, praying to the island like he prayed to God in the previous scene in the past, which I like that. He's always had faith in things that let him down. So this is devastating to him, right? Because in the car, he was kind of railing against God and the universe that they would allow this to happen. And why would you do this to me? I've done everything you wanted me to do. Yeah. So he's praying to the island like, God damn it. And his uh, dad is God. You know, that's what he, he right. said so. And then a light comes on in the hatch and Locke <gasps> sees down into it. But we we don't know what it is. Episode over. Lost. <sighs> Which brings us to our favorite segment. Beach, please. Beach, please. 
Please. <laughs> it gets crazier every episode. Beach Please is a segment where I tell you guys a little bit of trivia, goofs, continuity errors, facts about the episode we just watched. Are you guys excited to I'm hear excited. this week's episode of Deus Ex Machina? Yeah. All right. Well, you guys don't know, Deus Ex Machina is described as by the dictionary as an unexpected power or event saving a seemingly hopeless situation, especially as a contrived plot device in a play or novel, or in this case, a TV episode. It means God in the machine, right? Something Uh, something like that. Um, But the title of this episode could play into whatever's happening on the island with the hatch, (laughs) or it could, John Locke could literally be a deus ex machina for his dad. Uh, showing up the last minute and saving him. So I'm, I, I don't really know what that means. Deus Ex So it's like in a movie, if um, it's a bad thing, okay. um, say you're watching a movie, there's a, uh, the protagonist is a, is a woman who's like trapped underneath a rock. Uh, and then a character you've barely seen flies in at the last second and, lifts the rock right oh, okay. it's, it's totally unbelievable out of nowhere they don't put any work to set up the solution okay deus ex machina movie ruined you know I what see. i mean kind of thing I it see. happens all the time gotcha 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 okay uh in the toy store flashback at the beginning of the episode uh when someone asks john Locke about his balls he says regulation footballs are in aisle eight nerf footballs are in aisle one five eight one five Oceanic Flight 815. Boom. Oh, shoot. Those are the numbers. You're talking about the numbers. (laughs) Not Uh, the alphabets. So this, according to Lossopedia, this episode takes place over day 39, 40, and 41 of the survivors being on the island. With this being in 2004... And, oh, you know what? I had this pulled up. Oh, yeah. So the plane crash of Oceanic Flight uh, 815 takes place on September 22nd of 2004, meaning that Halloween took place over this episode. (laughs) Just a fun little timeline fact, because if they were stuck on the island and this was, I think, day 40, if they landed on September 22nd, would mean it's October 31st. Oh, for this episode? Yeah, in their timeline. Yeah. So, um... Maybe when Boone was in a bloody outfit Blood? in the dream, oh. he was just celebrating Halloween. He was just dressed hmm. up. Yeah, he just wanted some candy. Okay. According to Carlton Cuse, who is one of the writers of this episode, and also he's a pretty big producer of the show as well, uh, Sawyer's farsightedness has been hinted at since the beginning of the series. Ooh. <laughs> he specifically, and I don't... I'll be honest with you, I don't fully believe him with this, but this is his reasoning. He says Sawyer was successfully able to shoot a polar bear in pilot part two from far away, but misses uh, Officer Mars's chest at close range into tabula rasa, mm-hmm. meaning that he does not have the aim at short range compared to large, large range or far range. Mm-hmm. So I Sawyer can is far see it. Yeah, sure. I buy it. Yeah, whatever. Swoozy Kurtz. I did see him squinting when Kate was swimming in her underwear in the pool. He was like, That Kate or Saeed. Either, either way, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Saeed. <laughs> Swoozy Kurtz, who plays Emily Locke, John's mom, has been in a ton, a ton, a ton of her. movies. You might recognize her as Dana Appleton in Liar Liar. The, the What's her name? Swoozy Kurtz. Uh, Swoozy Kurtz, S-W-O-O-S-I-E. Love that. Uh, she's the opposing liar to Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. Mm. Uh, she's Dr. Greenbaum in Cruel Intentions. 
Uh, she is in a Ooh. ton of stuff around the late 90s. I would uh, love to cover Cruel Intentions for the pod. I bet you one. would. Yeah, I bet you would. I remember, that's a good movie. It is a good I'll movie. I'll stand by that. Yeah. Susie Kurtz also was born in 1944. Terry O'Quinn was born in 1952, meaning she is only eight years older than Terry O'Quinn. Really? Yep. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, it is mentioned, I believe, by the... Um, the PI that John Locke hires that Emily Locke was had spent time in the Santa Rosa Mental Health Institute. This is the same institute where Hurley goes to ask Lenny about the numbers. Oh. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, we kind of mentioned before mm. uh, Kevin Teague plays Anthony Cooper, John's dad. Yeah, right, right, right. He's been right. a bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, Kevin Teague. He was also born in 1944, meaning he is also only eight years older than Derek O'Quinn. <laughs> Why did they do that? Why didn't they just cast somebody else? I don't know. I guess they were going for uh, Sean Connery, Harrison Ford thing in The Last Crusade because those two are only like seven years apart. Oh, um, really? But they're like father and son or something. Yeah. But that's more but they, believable. They look it. Yeah. yeah. The, these people do not look like no. they're that vastly different. Uh, in the scene where, uh, God damn it! Ever since we did Yellow Jackets, my iPad refuses to let me type out Jack without it auto-correcting to, to Jackie. Jackie, and it fucking <laughs> pisses me off. Uh, in the scene where Jack speaks to Sawyer about his headaches on the beach, uh, Jack is actually wearing two different backpacks in that scene. So depending on what camera angle they cut to, he's wearing a completely different backpack, and it's pretty noticeable. Continuity-wise, man. man, yeah. My continuity demon would does not like that. No. And uh, according to that IMDb list that we often reference uh, ranking the first season of episodes, you guys want to guess where this episode lands? Because it was quite surprising to me, honestly. I would have, before you said that, I would have said toward the bottom. But since it's surprising, I'm guessing toward the top. I'm going to guess number six. Number six? What do you guess? Are we thinking long? Five. Before? I'm going to Price is Rider. Oh, it was fourth. Surprisingly. Uh, yes, I win. <laughs> That's how you do it, baby. <laughs> you said, yeah, I win. Yeah. High five me, Madison. <laughs> Just rubbing it anymore. Good job. Good job. <laughs> she wants to support my winning. Yeah, she does. She's a supportive friend. Uh, but yeah, according to that list, this is the number four best episode of the series. Hard disagree yes. for me. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So. I don't know if I could go back and like pinpoint an episode that is my favorite, but there is... An episode that I there are episodes I like more than this one for sure. I get it though, like the present time stuff. There's some really high moments, like you know, Boone getting hurt, the mm-hmm. stuff with Sawyer uh, and the Herps and all that stuff. Like that's funny. <laughs> Sawyer and the Herps. That's, that's a great band name. Sawyer and the Herps. Sawyer and the Herps. I like that. <laughs> so we'd be the Herps. We'd be the lead singers. <laughs> we'd be the clap. <laughs> oh, it's got Rhea, but I'm with you. Um, <laughs> which is a sentence I did no, not I know. think I would I ever say. <laughs> That's gonorrhea, but I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Well, uh, that concludes this week's episode of Bitch, Please. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> please. What was that? <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. You're like, fucking the... <laughs> Beard players with the microphone. But now that brings us to our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the episode. Madison, start us off with your number three. Uh, my number three is 
when my it's very short scene, but Michael and Jin building the raft together. I liked the the comment that Michael had of like, yeah, I now know idiot and faster in Korean. And I just I, I liked it, especially that's a great line coming off of the episode where they were literally wanting to kill each other. And now mm-hmm. they're they're besties. Boat buds. They're bonding over their spouses being absolute shitheads. <laughs> I think that's that's the best dude, way uh, to bond. Dude, mine died. I hope that happens for you, man. <laughs> Dap. <laughs> but before she died, she was shitty. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But that's my number three. Steve, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Locke's freaky dream. Uh, that little freaky dream sequence he has where he sees the plane land and Boone's all bloody. Teresa's falling down and upstairs that crazy bitch. She doesn't know which way is up or down. And Teresa uh, fall down. Teresa fall down. And John Locke having his uh, wheelchair. Like something about the impending fear that John Locke has about being paralyzed again. Uh, uh, it works for me. Like like I understand that like panic. Like oh God, I don't. I cannot have that oh, happen yeah, again. You can imagine he'd be like really upset. Yeah, and, and and just like the how I love it when the show is adventurous and does really off the wall weird um, things visually. So this dream sequence is just kind of a fun sort of breaking of the of the norm that the show has. So that's why it's in my number three. Uh, my number three is the same thing. That little horror sequence. It's just something. I don't know who directed this episode. I wasn't paying attention, but it's something different than the show has ever done. You know, Robert Mandel. Oh, I was about to say that. Uh, 19 episodes in, you know, they've done something so outside the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, uh, bold and beautiful. Um, roll that beautiful bean footage. I knew you were going to say that. Thank you. <laughs> Madison, you're number two. Uh, my number two is Jack interrogating Sawyer about his sex escapades. Clearly after he knows what's wrong with him, but he's just wanting to like dig a little deeper and kind of embarrass him in front of Kate. Uh, I like, I mean, I, we all like the. We all, everybody. We all, everybody. We all, everybody. Like the two of them kind of uh, stabbing at each other, trying to make themselves look bad in front of Kate. Because they are, they are, they, it is a love triangle essence between the two of them, between the three of them. And so I, I just thought it was really funny. I love yeah. that look on Kate's face where she's like waiting for the answer. Yeah. She like kind of has a little side eye moment. <laughs> like, like, oh, a prosty? Her, her, her eyebrow gets a little up. Like, uh. You paying? Like you How had, much did you pay? You, you had sex with a prostitute. Was it a good one or like a hmm. like a not a good one? <laughs> <laughs> She's like me too. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Uh, Steve, you're number two. My number two is the gang coming together to give Sawyer his glasses. Uh, just Jack fucking with him with the different types of frames and Saeed's welding the two different frames together, and they're all kind of making poking fun at him when he finally gets his glasses. It's just a Nice sort of camaraderie scene. And I, I love when the, the band comes together and is an actual like family or group. And this is a good example of that. So that's my number two. Uh, that's my number two. We got the same three and two. Dude, we're on the same wavelength. Wow. All for the for all the reasons that you said. Uh, and I talked about it during our breakdown, especially Saeed helping of all people. I think it was just a, just a heartwarming moment. Madison, your number one favorite moment. My number one favorite moment is... Your guys is number two, which is them helping with uh, Sawyer and uh, yeah, trying to figure out the whole glasses thing. I it, it was like a sequence of you know Jack giving him multiple different ones and then Saeed putting the two different lenses together. I don't know. It was just it was nice. And then the fact that you know you had the the, the Harry Potter comment. Um, it was just it was it was a good scene. It's a good scene. You're number one, Steve. What's it gonna be? I feel like I'm gonna let you down on this one. 
Probably. Uh, yeah. Probably. Usually do. We can't keep this train rolling. It's just, it's just amazing that we've gotten, we all like you and me, everybody. Yeah. Uh, the last you two. And me, <laughs> you and me, everybody. You and me, everybody. You and me, everybody. Me, myself, and I, everybody. So, so I'm a sucker for yes, a really hype moments. I am a sucker for sure. I also know where the show's going. And I, I, I went, this scene particularly just brings me back to when I first watched this show for the first time and just the, the hype and the excitement and the allure I felt about what's in that GD hatch. And so my number one moment is John Locke on top of the hatch, praying to it. And then when that light comes on, it's such a big, like, Ooh, sit up in your seat moment. Like the light turned on. What does that mean? I need to know what's in the goddamn hatch. I am John Locke. I need to know. We have to figure out what's in there. And so that's why I just, I just have the light coming on is uh, my number one favorite moment. Interesting. My number one is the herpes moment. <laughs> I think you're number two, Madison. Yes. Uh, that whole scene. Delightful. So good. Just delightful. Good fun. Um, which brings me to our passenger princess segment. Our, no, our, our nominations about the, the favorite performance of the episode. Madison, who's going to win the award today for you? Um, I feel as though maybe we all might be. We all, everybody. We all, maybe. Everybody. I don't know. It could go either way. Um, Swoozy it is. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Terry O'Quinn is mine. Um, definitely had the most uh, on camera time. And I feel like in order to rock that come over, like you have to give credit where credit's due. So did yeah. he rock it, though? Uh, <laughs> he definitely he put it on. He had it on. Yeah, <laughs> he had it on for sure. Uh, but Terry O'Quinn, I think uh, this was kind of the first time that we've seen him not embody this all knowing imagery and so he had to you know be a little stressed out be a little frantic um and i i thought that was it was a good performance my natural disposition yeah exactly (laughs) but he is my passenger princess steve who are you nominating i mean it should go without saying i'm nominating terry o'quinn again um we all everybody we we all everybody everybody. are you doing it i wanted to be stubborn because like a a lot of the past stuff i don't like but like let's give it to ian summerhalter or something but i'm like I did Let's think real. I did think about that as well. Yeah, I think he was really good in this episode. Well, I've waxed poetically about Terry. I'm always down enough. to give it to Evangeline Lilly. Well, you, the t- award. Tell me why you're giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Tell me why you're giving it to Terry. I mean, Terry is probably T-Dog. who I would give the lost TV show uh, Passenger Princess award to, you know. That's uh, and so whenever possible, I just think he has this uh, wonderful twinkly oh not twink but twinkle in his eye <laughs> aloofness that's boon that's yeah that's <laughs> aloofness boon. don't confuse the twinks uh, that works so well with the mystery of this show but also a, a warmth and heart and empathy to other characters like walt uh, uh he has like this gandalf type quality that's really enjoyable um and especially like when he when he when he does get frantic and and and, and upset and scared uh, this other side of him comes out uh that is explored very well in this episode. So he does deserve it. But I do, I do think the, the writers on um, what they did with the past in this episode kind of cut some corners in a bad way, but he deserves it. Why do you think so, Steve? Oh, everything. So. I, I, I do think this is the great episode where sort of what Madison touched on. He has been portrayed as this uh, smooth, all knowing, confident, calm guy. And to see them in a, see him in a different time where he was, not that he was unsure of himself. He just wants to have a relationship with his parents. And then when it gets, gets taken away from him to see him, <clears throat> not that. And like you, you view this character in a completely different lens. Now, not, he's not just 
cool. I can hunt anything with my hands. John Locke on the island. It's kind of like this guy was kind of pathetic even before whatever accident happened to him. Like he was just kind of a pathetic kind of guy. And it, it makes him it. You pity him in a weird way, even though he's probably the most capable person on that island mm-hmm. with this knowledge of his backstory. You still kind of pity him because he needs this island because in the real world, he's not what we all think of him as. He's not his true self. Right. And I think Terry O'Quinn is just really good at emoting that. And that's why I, I, I'll yeah. always give it to him. He's a monster. He's a beast. The, the award. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Uh, and now our final segment, the lost and found segment, where we uh, keep track of all the mysteries as they're unfolding and then as they're revealed are there any new mysteries to add to the list this week or any ones that were solved that were already on the list? Well, this week, uh, Madison, and I talked about it last week. I want to briefly run down all the mysteries again, just to catch up, just to see if sure anything, if we missed anything. So we have, what is the monster? Why is it beautiful? What happened to the plane? Why did it crash? Why is there a polar bear on the island? Where are they? What are Kate's, Kate's crime, Kate's crimes, comma, who did she kill? Mm-hmm. Why did the monster spare Locke? Why is Locke so secretive? What's Jack Steele, professional and personal? Can we answer that? I feel like yes. Yeah. He has daddy issues and he's a doctor. Yeah. Daddy issues? Daddy? Daddy. Daddy doctor issues? Mm. Why can John Locke walk again? Where are the hairbrushes? Definitely don't know the answer to that one. No. We We know where all the glasses are. (laughs) We we, we found those. We can assume Sawyer has the hairbrushes, but yeah. Not confirmed though. I mean, his hair always looks good. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, Where's Jack's father's body? Yeah. Who were the dead people in the caves? Who attacked Saeed when he initially got knocked out that first time? I feel like we can answer that as Rousseau, right? Ethan, I think. Oh. Right? Because we, we fig- I think in the moment we figured out that that was not Rousseau, right? Oh, when he was supposed to be launching, launching the bottle the rocket flare, or something? Yeah. Not when he got trapped up, Ooh. but when he went looking for... Then when, yeah, that, that was That Ethan. had to be Ethan. Yeah, I feel like that's Ethan. I mm-hmm. think we can take that off the list. Yeah, we can take that off. Boom. Uh, who are the others, quote unquote? Who, what took the French people like that sickness? Mm. Uh, where's Alex Rousseau's uh, daughter? What is the cable that Saeed was following? What is the Black Rock? Why does Ethan slash the others? Well, we know Claire's what the cable baby? that Saeed was following was just like a trap that she set. No, the cable's different. The, the trap is something that was just around the cable. The cable is a different thing. Mm. Um. Uh, why do they want Claire's baby? Who is Ethan? We don't really know that answer yet yeah. either. Uh, what's up with that psychic slash baby? <laughs> Are we talking about Claire's psychic? I think so. Like what was what was his deal? Yeah. Uh, what's in the hatch? What happened to Charlie with Ethan? Why was he comas- comatose? What does the French translation mean? Um, the I think that's the papers. That- yeah. Uh, what is Kate's plane? Remember she has like toy plane. Mm -hmm. What is Walt's power? Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Claire slash where's the baby? Oh, we were, where's the baby because we thought she was not pregnant anymore, but she, she was just, what happened to Claire? Uh, Absolutely insane. Uh, how did Claire escape the numbers? Where'd Russo, uh, where did Russo move? We asked that last (laughs) week because she blew up her house. (laughs) What is Hurley's relationship with the institution? Apparently nearby. <laughs> Where does she move? Yeah. yeah. She's just nearby. hanging around. Uh, yeah. What is Hurley's relationship with that mental institution? 
And who picked up? Oh, I wrote a new thing to add to this was who picked up Boone's radio transmission when he was trying to call That's out. That's a good one. Yeah, whoever it was is trolling. It's some guy from 4chan <laughs> for sure. Were there any other mysteries that came up this episode or do you think we can answer any mysteries? I mean, I guess it's assumed that the the drug smugglers just crashed the plane and died. Like, I don't know if there's any additional story there, but mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, they're what up to exactly, nefarious things. Like you what know? happened to them? But I feel like we can just assume that they crash landed and died. I mean, okay. we kind of I'm. I think there's something there. Maybe not. I don't so much care about the plane crashes. Like what, what did the Island want Locke to find? Did Mm. it want like, there's something there, you know? Yeah. Uh, And also we already asked what's in the hatch, but now there's a little more to that. Like who turned on the light or something, Mm. you know, maybe who turned on the light, who turned on the light, who turned on the light, (laughs) who's paying the electric bill on the Island. Oh, Um, I haven't seen any solar panels. I think, can we also ask how did, Boone, or how did Locke get paralyzed? Is that oh, a thing? We I can add that, the, yeah. Because we've already, I think we just we kind wrote, of, you know, why why can he walk again? But now you want to add why was he paralyzed? Exactly, because yeah. I think if you show him walking around healthy, that begs the question: like what happened get, to his legs? Yeah, what happened paralyzed? to him? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it, though. Okay. Yeah. Those are great additions. That brings us to a close of our coverage of episode 19, Deus Ex Machina. Tune in in a few days for our breakdown of episode 20. That'll be on Friday, probably. On Friday, yeah. Uh, so t- get excited for that. We're also talking about um, Tank Girl. Tank Girl this week. On Wednesday. And if you're a patron member, you can hear our breakdown of David Cronenberg's The Fly. And if you're a Patreon member, you can hear about Chris's trip to Sundance. Yeah, on our After Hours special after event. Hours. Yeah, you can have five episodes of streaming things if you're a Patreon this if, week. Just if and you're so inclined. Yeah. But right now, that's all the time we have. We've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. My name's Madison. And my name's Steve. Oh boy, and this is Streaming Things. Oh boy. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> golly. Boom, golly.